Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace a podcast that highlights the role of women peacebuilders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to their communities. Eavesdrop into their conversations and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and their hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, and Dina Zaman, a Malaysian journalist and co-founder of Iman Research. This is She Talks Peace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, greeting you from my home in Manila. And my lovely co-host, Hi everyone, salam. I'm Dina Zaman of Iman Research Malaysia and it's a very gloomy day. Yeah, but welcome, welcome. Thank you for supporting She Talks Peace. Amina, please tell me what's happening in Manila. Well, it's I don't know if you'd call it gloomy. It's been cold and yeah. windy, so I have to Thanks. use a a sweater in the mornings when I go look for my my birds <laughs> who fly in every now and then. But the yeah. good news, Dina, is that Omicron seems to be less deadly than Delta, but very infectious. Yes. I told you, right, that my right. mom and her, and her entire household my uh, three siblings, my two nephews, uh, the caregivers, the cook, they all got COVID, uh, but very mild uh, symptoms. So knock on wood, they'll get uh, better. But still, you know, it's, um, it, it puts you into a panic when you hear that your mom, over 90, she's over 90 years old, got COVID. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be the case with Omicron that is, you know, milder and that it'll probably become, you know, like a normal flu one fine day. But I just wish COVID would go away because it really has upended so many things, you know. But tell me more, Amina. Malaysia has been very dull. Please tell me what's been happening in the Philippines. <laughs> Something exciting. A couple of days ago, Dina, do you watch these movies about escaping from... Uh, prisons like Alcatraz yeah. and all that. Well, yes, <laughs> in the Philippines, uh-huh. on uh, January 13, right. a, a drug lord, uh, his name is Roland Kerwin uh, Espinosa, tried okay. to escape from the detention center of our National Bureau of Investigation. A real life oh. story. Wow. And you and- know how he tried to do it? 
he uh-huh. and a couple of other detainees, they tried, they, they took out the fan uh-huh. and they tried to escape through the air vents, but they oh were captured. God. I mean, they, they were uh, discovered by the National Bureau of Investigation. And it, 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 it really uh, puzzles me because this guy, Espinosa, very well connected, it seems. He had several cases against right. him dropped okay. last right. December because the, 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 the witnesses, I guess, recanted. So they said there yeah. was no evidence. Right. But I guess he had to try to escape because he has got like two more cases against him right. in the courts. And maybe, maybe uh-huh. those cases have um, more evidence and stronger witnesses. Crazy, huh? Oh, but you know, people will do anything, especially people like Espinosa. They'll do anything to get out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it must be yeah, very but- dangerous too, yeah. Yeah, but in Malaysia, you're very strong anti-drug laws, right? It's like what, death oh, penalty? Death penalties on all. And I don't know whether you remember him, Dato Ayub Khan. He used to head our counter-terrorism uh, unit in Malaysia. Mm. So he went out to Johor to do a few things. And now he's leading the anti-narcotics uh, unit in Malaysia. Uh-huh. So I think our drug laws are going to be tougher because Ayub Khan is, you know... <laughs> He's a tiger. He's not going to stop, you know. He's very AABB. So mm. let's watch out and see what excitement like, will happen to us in Malaysia. Yeah. Well, so, Malaysia you know, is I mean, always exciting, especially with uh, the elections coming <laughs> up. So going to be really, really exciting with Muda, the youth party oh. and all that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, when we last spoke last week, right, about the participation, Youth participation in yeah. Malaysia. I mean, I said earlier that Malaysia has been quiet, but I think, I think, right? Looking at all these activities, uh, workshops we've been invited to, I didn't go, but uh, hmm. I think people are gearing up for the elections, you know? Hmm. And again, when I look at all these invitations, the names are being fronted by young people. I mean, you don't see the, you know, the regular names to invite you to all these talks. Uh-huh. I don't want to say I know what's going to happen. What I am interested in is that the fact that the voices of the youth are coming up very strongly. And I see that like Imuda, right? Uh, Dr. Tanusha, I think, she's leading it also. And I'm really, really happy to see young women in power. I, I just feel that if governments, our governments, had more women in power, the situation would be so much better like in New Zealand and in Scandinavian countries. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, Dina. Yeah. You know, Amina, there is one person, I think you and I know who our guest is today, but maybe perhaps our guest won't. But we've learned a lot from her, you know. Uh, she, she and, you know, the, the organization she works with, the Sasakawa Peace Foundation, have been very, very supportive of the Southeast Asian Women Peace Builders Network, of which yeah. you and I are members, yeah. I've heard a lot about that foundation, Dina, and a lot about our guest, Especially oh, yeah. from you. <laughs> no, but look, <laughs> she, I honestly feel that, you know, I, as I said, I keep telling her I'm a newbie to this. So I learn, I just keep quiet and learn. But I feel that our sisters would do well to also learn from our guests. So if you allow me to just, you know, introduce Dr. Akiko Horiba of the Sasakawa Peace Foundation, yeah? 
She is a program director and senior program officer of the Asia Peace Initiative Department at the Sasakawa Peace Foundation, and she focuses a lot on peace building in Southern Thailand. Oh, mm. you know, I mean, you have got to listen to her work. She's been supportive of Iman's work in the Deep South too. Wonderful. She also looks at women's political participation in Asia and strengthening civil society networks in Southeast Asia. She's also a lecturer at the Tokyo Institute of Technology. Ooh, she received a doctorate in area studies, Indonesia, conflict analysis from Sofia University, Tokyo, Japan. Wow. And she has a master's in theological studies at the Western Jesuit School of Theology, Massachusetts, United States. Before joining the SPF, yeah, the Joining Sasakawa Peace Foundation, she worked as a policy secretary for the House of the Representatives. Her research interests are conflict analysis, peace building, and Southeast Asia politics. She is a huge supporter of Southeast Asian Women Peace Builders Network and the work that women peace builders do around the region. Over to you, Amina. Wow, that's that's fantastic. I know wow. that we've been trying to get her uh, since last uh, November, but I remember that the couple of times we tried to set it up, she couldn't because her sister was running for parliament. Welcome, yeah. Akiko-san, to She Talks Peace. Thank you very much. <laughs> How was the campaign for your sister's run for the parliament? I was exhausted, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, finally, my sister could be a House of Representatives, mean that the National Parliament member. So, mm -hmm. yes, it was very good. <laughs> The, uh, the result, but uh, yes, it was really hard for me because almost a month, you know, I was in the my hometown, and then I do the election campaigns and you know media relations, all those things. So it was really tiring. But anyway, my sister could be the parliament member, so I'm very happy. That's that's really wonderful, <laughs> eh, Dina. I just read on the internet that the the Japanese government a couple of years ago had passed a a law encouraging more women in politics because Japan had such a low rank. You were like 147th in the world with you know in terms really? of women <laughs> elected to to national office. So your sister is going to increase the numbers dramatically. Yes. No, actually, the, the last October's elections result, the only 45 women politicians won the election wow. out of 465. Oh, my god! Mean that only just 9.7% is the woman politicians in the lower house. So it means wow. it decrease the number, decrease the percentage yeah. of uh -huh. the women's participation in lower house, you know, the house of representatives. So even though what uh, Amina said that uh, we had a new law, you know, mm -hmm. actually revised law, but mm -hmm. we could not get, you know, the you know the target. Of course, then uh, decrease the number. You know, can you mm. believe? <laughs> Doctor Akiko, could you just for the you know benefit of our listeners, they probably don't. I mean, I'm sure a lot would know a bit about Japan. But could you give us a background about women's participation in politics in Japan? Why is this happening? Because perhaps like in, in certain countries, right, there used to be a lot of women campaigning, you know, being involved as 
volunteers, even as volunteers. And there seems to be a little bit of a drop off there and for reasons known to them. So could you please explain to us how it is in Japan? Yes, I mean, the, I think in all Southeast Asia and include Japan, Asia is really like politics is for men, you know. Mm. That's kind of mindset still there. Japan also strongly have this idea. So this time, only 17% women become the candidate, you know, of the, the, the election, I mean, the politician candidate. But then only 9.7% become the parliament. So the, I mean, the political party didn't really, you know, do some effort to find women's candidate, you know. So that's why I always say that the political party have to work more hard, you know, harder to find the women's candidate. All the political parties said it is very difficult to look for women's, you know, Candidate, political candidate, political, I mean, the candidate. So that is really, you know, main reason why the political party say that, you know, we cannot find a woman's uh, but, but candidate. Is that, but, is that yeah. really true, Akiko? Is it but, difficult to look for women? Are women unwilling or they're not trying hard enough to look for the women yes, who, exactly want that, to, who want to run? Exactly. I think this is just an excuse. You know? ah. They didn't try hard enough, one thinks, to look for the women's capable uh, women's candidate. But the system itself also very bad. How to choose the candidate? You know? This mechanism in the, among the uh, political party really not clear, not transparency. So the Old male decide, you know, in the uh, closed door uh, room and decide who will be the candidate. So they don't have, uh, oh. you know, open, you know, uh, we don't know how, why and how political party decide this candidate. You know, ah. so that's a mechanism or the system to to choose the, I mean, the candidate. That's also another reason, you know. Not clear, not transparency. So the political party have to have should change, you know, this system. Right. Right. But also, women, a lot of women never think about her, their career to be a politician, you know, mm. because too much uh, attack to the women's uh, politicians, you know, or media, whatever women say, women politicians say some word, then media attack, you know. Yeah. the women's politician. So many women see this and then why I have to be the politician? Yeah. Even though they are interested in, you know, changing the, you know, the society or want to work for the better world, yeah. but they don't have an idea to be the politician, you know? Akiko, I was, I was reading so, about women in, in uh, elected positions being subjected to sexual harassment, yes. getting nasty emails and and all that that's and then also really supporters incredible. yes then supporters also you know kind of how to say yeah the harassment you know but why why is it so important for japanese women to you know have a stronger impact on politics in in japan i mean you're doing pretty well in japan actually the there are a lot of capable women i can say yep. And yep. then, but not so many political leaders. Also, uh, and that's why women's policy didn't realize in the parliament, you know, 
in mm. the, as a law. So, mm. for example, if an issue of the do- domestic violence, mm. you know, issue of the children, mm-hmm. issue of you know related to women's issues are very much you know I mean delay if compared to other countries. So, because many people say that uh, because there are not so many women politicians, you know, so they didn't discuss so much on the women's issues. But not only just the women's issue, I want to say, but the woman's perspective in every, you know, law Agreed. must have, yes, but only just less than 10% is the woman's politician in the House of Representatives. So how, you know, women's voices yeah. can be included in every single law, you know? So it is still very difficult. Well, so, Dina, sounds like, sounds like uh, what's happening in Malaysia, right? Where... I keep asking you to run and you keep telling me no. And then Akiko Dina tells me that many of the young Malaysian women leaders think politics is dirty. So so it's similar to to Japan, right, Dina? I think it's similar to almost everywhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe for us, because we live in this so-called humanitarian peace-building bubble, we have Dr. Akiko, we have you, Ruby, who's running here and there. So we feel that there's a lot of us but out of this little bubble, the silo, actually, it's not easy. At least before we go back to Dr. Akiko, on our side, right? You know, it's very funny. You see a lot of women in NGOs, yeah? In Malaysia. Yes. But now they're operating from a very patriarchal framework, you know? Oh. Yeah. The far-right movement. But we'll talk about that in another, another, another episode. And for me, you know, I, I've been looking at social media and going, wow, so you are fighting for a certain political agenda, but you work in a very patriarchal framework and you don't even support women who are actually trying to do the right thing, like, you know, helping their children from foreign marriages and all. But Mm. we'll talk about that another time. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Dr. Akiko, this is really fascinating because this is not something which I, I know about Japan. You know, I've only been to Japan as a tourist. I learned about Japan from you or from books. Now, you mentioned earlier also that, you know, briefly, that what's happening in Japan among the women, right? If we keep having this on, there's also impact on women in politics in Southeast Asia. And you also want to talk about the lessons or at least your observations from the field, especially in Deep South, women participating in conflict. Would you like to elaborate on that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, the, I think women's leadership is very important, especially in the conflict area, because uh, always uh, among the Byron's, Male, you know, characteristic is more outstanding, yes. you know? So the, but we have to bring the woman's side of the, you know, the characteristic to the, right. the society. So in the, in Patani, there are a lot of very knowledgeable, capable women, mm-hmm. but not, not be in, in the front, you know, or there are a few, 
but uh, actually there are more, you know, really capable and very brave women, but we cannot see a lot. They're so not at the, the table. Yes. <laughs> and they're also in the, of course, peace table, not the inclusive, mm-hmm. only just male. And so the, I really want that the, all the, you know, the peace process means not only just the track one uh, peace talk, mm-hmm. but the, all the peace process uh, from the, you know, the community level, also the, you know, wherever the level, uh, more, you know, have to be more inclusive. So mean that the women have to be a leader and then, you know, say some word what they are thinking, you know, but there are less opportunity for the women. So we are really encouraging the Patani, I mean, Southern Thailand women's civil society, you know, to give a more leadership program and then have more space to speak out, you know, their opinions, their situations, their needs, you know, so that the peace process, whole peace process become more inclusive. And then the bottom up, you know, so that can sustain more peace, you know, after the disagreement or whatever happens. So, you you know, you know what, Tatiko, many times I hear male uh, leaders Mm -hmm. say that, well, women should not get uh, involved in in this, like uh, in in conflict transformation, because it's un-Islamic. But you know what's really interesting? In the Quran, there is mention of the Queen of Sheba, the, the Holy Prophet, actually talked about the, the Queen of Sheba being a very good leader. And there is an anecdote that is told where, I guess, David, right? Uh, they, he was going to invade and all the generals of the queen of sheba uh, came to her and she said uh, what are we going to do what is your suggestion and then they said marshal the troops and let's attack and the queen of sheba said no send a gift let us see what he wants and that yes uh, told by the quran uh, is the the way of a good leader, somebody who is tempered, somebody who listens, and who puts peace up front. So maybe we should be talking about the Queen of Sheba when you talk to our women in Patani. Yes, they yes, can yes. all be queens of Sheba. Exactly. I'm curious to know when you know. I know you've been to Aceh and you've worked, you know, in a deep south, you know, in Patani. I'm curious to see your to hear. Your personal experiences when you look at the women who either they have a voice and don't know how to use it or don't want to talk. So what were your personal observations? I visited Ate or I was a long time in Ambon, which is the east part of Indonesia. And also there's a conflict between Muslim and Christians. I lived there two years. So, you know, I have many friends there. And then also in, of course, in Patani, more than 10 years, we are working together with the Patani communities. Because I'm a woman, so I have a lot of friends, you know, women's friends, female friends. They have really, you know, have a lot of great idea, creative idea. They have a very much brave and encouraging, you know, others. And in front of a lot of people, for example, all the time men in the front and talk, you know. Mm. So the, especially in, if compared to, uh, for example, Ambon, 
I can see that in Patani, men always in front of the people and talk, you know, if compared to other parts of Indonesia. Uh. Aceh, well, Aceh women are also very strong, very, you know, the brave. Yeah, that's why if compared to Indonesia and Patani, then Patani is less uh, representative, you know. I mean, there are several in always in front of the peoples, but if compared to other, you know, Indonesia right. or other part of the conflict area, Patani is less women's leaders, I can say. That's why I really, you know, encourage all the women to have, you know, more chance to talk in front of the peoples and then speak out their ideas. So we are encouraging. So, but now the increasing a lot of how to say initiative, women's initiative. Right. So they have a you know online you know the platform, women's voices, you know, collecting and then speaking out, and so it is really great how to say initiative we can see. So, Atiko, mm-hmm. um, more more on on that. Yes. I mean, globally, uh, we see. The strengthening of very authoritarian tendencies in uh, countries that are supposed to be mm. the champions of democracy. I mean, yeah. we had Trump in the U.S. You have a lot of crazy leaders now in in Europe, and the increase in authoritarianism is going to really try and stop the progress of women's participation in their communities. How do you see this? impacting in our countries in ASEAN. And maybe you could tell us what the Sasakawa Peace Foundation is, is doing about that, about strengthening the, you know, the space that women have, especially women peace builders. Thank you. I mean, the one thing is encouraging or empowering women is important. But uh, now I really think that uh, we have to encourage men <laughs> ah. to understand the situations or why women's empowerment is important also for you and yes. for the society. So if men understood the situations and men understood why you know, we have to increase women's voices, then it is good for you. you know. Mm-hmm. If this is good for you, it's not threatening your position. It's not threatening your position. It is not bad for you. It is really good for your situation or good for your society. Then, you know, men also can accept women's leadership, I think. That is not only just the Patani or other part of the conflict area, but also in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I just say that the woman, Japanese woman's political participation it is still very low if compared to all the Asian, Southeast Asian countries, we are the lowest, I can say. Mm. You know, even though we are G7 country or whatever we can say, but the lowest, you know, women's political participation. So the one thing is men don't understand. Men politicians, for Well, example, they think, are men. Yeah, people. they are men. What can we say? They're oh, men. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they don't understand, for example, why we need the women's politicians. You know, uh, we also can listen women's voices. Why we need women's politicians? You know, mm-hmm. what is the good things happening for you know for the society if increasing the women's politicians? You know, still they are asking the same questions all the time. 
So that's that's why I think it is also very important that we have to, you know, explain, we have to discuss with the man that why, you know, it is important and then why it is good for you also and for the society. So that that's uh, I think male, you know, involvement or male supporter, we have to increase male supporter, you know. So for the women's, not only just a political participation, but the increasing women's leadership. We need to discuss with men. So that's, yeah. I think, very important. You know? yeah. I, I absolutely agree with yeah. that, Akiko. You know, you know, Dina, when, when my mom was uh, in the Senate, Akiko, my mother, was a two-term senator oh. uh, of the Philippines. Huh? And she would always tell me, because, you know, I'm Western-educated, I'm very argumentative, and my mother would always tell me it is more effective to catch bees with honey than with vinegar, <laughs> which in her language meant stop being so argumentative and get the cooperation and the support of the men instead, because you yeah. do you do need them. And sometimes I worry, Dina, because a lot of the feminists who come to our countries have this very Western notion mm. of equality, yeah. where it is a human right, therefore you have to give it to us or else. But our ASEAN women are yeah. not like that. We are low-key. We still like the idea of supporting our men so that mm. they look like they're bigger than, than they are. <laughs> so, so, Akiko, what is this strategy so that we can get through to these women who are very effective, very good leaders, but who don't really like this idea of being, you know, like a boxer and fighting for their their rights to be equal. Yeah, so that's a really hard part. How to do it, you know? So yeah. The, <laughs> so the I, idea, for example, I can say the one story in Patani. Because I'm working with the male community leaders, and they still they are really how to say old style of the idea that if women want to study, you know, some training outside of Patani, outside of Thailand, you know, men have to accompany them. Yes. You know? Only women cannot go. Say that, well, if you go to the other countries, can you translate? You know, mm. can you uh, can you speak that language or can mm-hmm. you translate, become the translator? Or you can, do you know the, the street? Do you know the place? No, right? So even you go there with them, you cannot help them, you know? So I will go with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So don't worry, you know? <laughs> because I'm had a good relationship with them for a long time, so kind yeah. of, Trust building is there already. So then they understood, well, if Akiko will go, okay, just go, you know, uh-huh. please go. So we finally success to bring all the women to the other country to do the uh, special training for the, you know, I mean, the capacity building training. Right. The thing is, I need to discuss with the men and yes. they also understood the important thing is trust building with them, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this process is takes time, but uh, if we got the trust from them, mm-hmm. 
finally they agree to do that kind of thing. So it takes time, but the men also understood, ah, why? I, of mm-hmm. course, explained why we need to, you know, uh, do some capacity building for the women because it's go- good for you. Right. right now, world want to listen what women is thinking, the conflict situation, what they want to be, what they want to do in, in Southern Thailand. So not, I mean, the men, w- women's voice heard by the society, by the world, mm-hmm. you know, listened by the world. So it is better women, you know, speak out, situation of Patani, situation of the conflict. So that you also can get a lot of benefit, you know. That's <laughs> so an that, excellent that's strategy, kind of, yeah. <laughs> don't you think, Dina? If, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to get the men support uh-huh. you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, you have to charm them and make them see oh, the <laughs> the logic. Because as Akiko yeah. said, truly, I mean, if you get women participate in the community, not just in politics, but in every sphere. Yes. You have a stronger community. So charm the men. Make them listen to reason. Right, Tina? I don't know whether I have the time or the energy to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Dr. Akiko and Amina, right? This is very, very interesting for me, especially to learn about Japan and women's political participation. How does this fit into the overall WPS agenda in ASEAN? Now, how are we going to make things better, you know? And honestly, looking at the way things are, maybe I've been reading too much about climate change, the impact of COVID mm-hmm. on the economy. It's very bleak. What are the things that we have to do that can actually lead to something good, something a little bit more positive than what we see now? Very big question and then very you know, difficult to answer. But I really believe that if women increase the women's politicians in the Every level of the parliament, you know, can change something, you know. <laughs> mm. Because still, I mean, I think Philippines are almost 30%, right? Yes. Women's uh, politicians. Yes. Malaysia around same, like a 10%, 12%, I think, you know, women's political participation in Malaysia. Average is around 20s. But if we will increase more than 30%, then Maybe we'll change something, you know. <laughs> so the especially in the in the conflict area, I really want to encourage the peoples, I mean women, to participate the to be the politicians, you know. So that the policies will change, you know, the access to the peoples to listen which you know generation, which community the politicians listen their voices. So all those things change. So you know, talking about the COVID, talking about economy, but all, only men decide all the policies. And this is right now situation. But if women right. decide, women, you know, think what to do, yeah. I think the, the approach, the policies all are changed. So then society will, you know, have more creative idea and a new perspective, you know. So that I really think that very much essential if women, you know, become a lot of, uh, I mean, sorry, if women politicians increase in the every single level, you know, mm-hmm. of the yeah. parliament. So yeah, right. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I really guess Dina, since uh, women, many women in Malaysia and in Japan are very hesitant about mm-hmm. running for office, then yes. maybe. It's a smart move to organize women to lobby for more yeah. women to be appointed yeah. at, at the national government so mm-hmm. they have inputs into policy. I remember former Prime Minister Abe was saying that he he wanted a government where women can shine, shine. and pushing for more women to be to be appointed, but Tiko, you don't see that happening, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> so how do we lobby to have more women appointed so that they can help make sure that we have policies that work? Like, like as yes. Dina said, like in New Zealand. Exactly. You know, so I think we're totally aligned and psychic because as you were both talking, I was thinking, I think in the cases of countries, perhaps like Japan, Malaysia, and mm. other countries, right? You really need a strategic communication and advocacy plan, you know? Ah, yeah. So you work together with women politicians, yeah. but you have a separate unit. But I can tell you, it's going to take a lot of time and money, you know, because there's a lot of work to be done. But maybe if there is a unit that can actually support women politicians, she mm. became peace builders, right? Think of it as your external PR unit. That may be something you may want to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes the work, work off you, but it gets your input and they create a campaign, but it can't be done like one year, two years. It has to be consistent for the next, what, five, ten years? Right. Yeah. That's right. Then I also yeah. want to introduce one concrete example that we are doing in Japan. We have a called Parity Academy <laughs> that uh, we at the Sasaka Peace Foundation also work together. We are creating one woman's political leader's training. So already four, four years. But we, we, run, uh, we, we learned uh, from the, the call, ready to run, mm-hmm. ready to run from mm-hmm. America. You know, the America has a, one training called ready uh-huh. to run. And then we studied from that. That one at the Latuard University already 20 years ago started this woman's political leaders training. Mm-hmm. So we learn, we learned from the, that training and we apply and then mm-hmm. we change to the Japanese way and then doing some training right now. But what we are doing is we, we want to have a pool, woman's candidate pool. So we don't know that uh, which political party, woman who, who has some interest to, you know, to the political issues. Or maybe possibly, you know, it's okay to be a candidate. So uh-huh. then maybe we have a pool, you know, the women who are interested in to be a politician, then all the political party can, you know, access to, to this pool, you know. Because uh, always I listen the political party's excuse was we cannot find a woman's candidate. You know? Yeah, that's an excuse. Always can, I oh, mean, yeah. the excuse. But yeah. if we are preparing the pool that you see, there are a lot of women. They are ready to be the politician. So yep. please, you can appoint from them. You know? yep. So then they don't, they cannot say the excuse, you know. 
That's why now already four years, almost 100 people are trained. So, you know, I want to continue this training, mm -hmm. you know, so that political party cannot say any you know, excuse. Yeah. And, you know, we can push, you know, advocate. For hundred candidates, yes. potential candidates. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is this is where what Dina said is so important about using social media. Yes. Dina, this is where yeah. TikTok comes in. If you can have oh, really no, great campaigns on on TikTok, where yeah. young women are encouraged to go and train for political engagement and and become potential candidates. Now that's an idea. Mm -hmm. And Japan, after all, is a center of technology. So you should have young people who are very good at creating TikTok campaigns. Yeah, maybe, yes. <laughs> you know, I know Dr. Fiko is supporting, and SPF is supporting some uh, organizations in Malaysia on political yes. training and all, yeah? That's uh, but I think this kind of training is not only just relevant for Japan, Malaysia. I think it's for everywhere. Yeah. Right? Because, and I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. I can actually see the potential, you know, but as I said, it's a long, long journey far exactly. ahead there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should ask Akiko-san to tell us more about what the Sasakawa Peace Foundation can can yes. do to help all of the the young women and the young men who are listening to us and how they can reach the Sasakawa Peace Foundation, if they were interested in working on these yes. issues. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the Sasakawa Peace Foundation is not just a donor organization. <laughs> we also can say uh, donor, but also doer. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we, right now, we don't ask the proposal, you know, full proposal to send us to have some program, but we have a program and then we we are asking a concept note, you know, mean that that we want to work with you know a lot of organizations and then achieve the same goal. Like for example, women's political participation. If mm -hmm. you have a good idea, please send us, you know, but not necessarily full proposal mm -hmm. that you know we want to we want to have this or we want to do this. But um, our our way is we discuss a lot and then we create together the program, you know. So not, uh, how to say, not just one-way proposal and then giving a money, but right, we yeah. more, you know, discuss together and then, you know, combine other programs right, right. and have a more big impact, you know. So right. that feel free just to send a lot of concept notes, you mm -hmm. know, and then we discuss yeah. first, you know. Mm -hmm. Then maybe yeah. we have this and that. Ah, maybe that, that, that organization also said, this kind right. of idea. So why don't we combine together? You know, that's kind of you know way of creating program. So for example, even talking about Patani, Southern Thailand, we are not supporting only just one, for example, organization. Uh -huh. We are working with a community-based organization in Patani, also in Bangkok-based organization, and also Malaysia, also Indonesia, you know. Then we work together all then for the Patani peace process, for example. Right. So more how to say try to have more inclusive and then want to have get a lot of ideas you know then we discuss and then we create together the program yeah. that's kind I, of way i hope amporn is listening <laughs> because she has a lot of ideas of great, great. that oh, can yeah. be done at the community level yeah. to to really yeah. empower women 
Mm-hmm. You know, Dina, I, I suddenly remembered something that a friend of mine told me when I was talking about why it was important to strengthen women's empowerment and, and participation. And he said, you know, Amina, you have to tell the men yeah. that you know, this, the, this is the analogy that he said. Women are like the canary in the coal mines in industrial Europe. Because the miners would bring these little yellow birds, these canaries, into the mines. And if they sang, if they chirp, the mine is safe. If they don't sing, they're dead. And that means the mine is unsafe. So Hmm. women are like that canary. And if they are allowed to participate, they're vocal, then your democracy is strong. Hmm. But if the women are silent, then your democracy Hmm. Is dead, and I really like that analogy about women and canaries. Mm. And it's so great that you've got Akiko and the Sasakawa Peace Foundation who are really trying to help women from all over to, you know, to strengthen their voices, to to speak truth yeah. to power who try to contain us. Uh-huh. But I don't think Akiko. I don't think they can contain Dina. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh... <laughs> when you look at our histories, okay, so please correct me if I'm wrong. The little that I read about Japanese history, about how actually women, even if they had traditional roles, they spoke up, right? Yeah. And then we had, just like how we were colonized mm-hmm. in Japan and certain countries, like Christian missionaries, I mean, people coming in from the outside mm-hmm. who changed a culture and then we mm. became what we are. I could be very wrong on this. But at least that was my reading. And I think perhaps maybe for all of us is that we need to go back to the past and say, look, we were once like this. We had warriors, you know. Mm. We had wars and all. Do not forget your past. Do not take on this idea that women should stay at home. Mm. When you study the histories of Asia, I mean, women were very powerful. Yes, Yes. So what happened there? I don't know whether we are over time. So Val hasn't said anything. So I think we've got a lot of things still. Um, I, I find this fascinating. And, you know, when Akiko-san was talking about SPF, etc., I already have an organization in my mind. It's okay. I must introduce a Dr. Akiko and they can talk. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, but I will not say over uh, the podcast because I don't want us to be seen as we're pushing for a certain political party. But, Amina and I have been talking about them. About, said, about Muda? <laughs> yeah, I think that. <laughs> Go, Muda! Go, Muda! No, but it's really, really interesting. And I thought, especially during the floods, we were just mm-hmm. cool on earth, but they pulled through despite the brickbats, you know, they're getting. They pulled through together with Malaysians. Mm. Yes. You know? And there were yeah. more things. Talking about Muda, important is uh, diversity in politics. Means yes. that, of course, women, but also younger generation also have to, yeah. you know, yes. they involve the politics. Yes. Because in Japan, you, you can see almost all the male, you know, politicians there. <laughs> <laughs> all male and old. Yes, men and old. And then <laughs> we know that we are aged society, yes. Yeah. But it's... Too much, <laughs> I can say. So no women, no young politicians. So I mean that's uh, how we can discuss the future Japan. Because the old generations, 
Mm-hmm. Of course, can think about future, but no responsibility, right? <laughs> Because of the you know younger generation have to involve more in politics, especially in the local parliament also, you know. Because、uh, have to change the 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 a lot of things actually in Japan. So, so、uh, diversity is very important in politics. That's also just I want to add, <laughs> and not、I'm、only really, women. Yeah, yeah I'm really glad that you're voicing this out. I mean, when people from well from our area from Southeast Asia look at Japan, they see a very powerful, very rich country, but rarely. Do we see the problems behind the the Japanese wall? And it's great that you're you're telling us all of this and what's being done, because then it makes us feel less incompetent that we have the same problems. And same, collaborating、same. with you, we can find a good a good solution. Yeah, we actually want to learn from you know the Southeast Asia's, and then we want to have a strong partnership with Southeast Asia countries because Japan is. We need to learn, you know, more how, for example, social movement or、mm. democratization movement, and what women. I mean, the younger generations, you know, powers. You know, we really need to be,、um, you know, more stronger partnership with、uh, Japan and the Southeast Asia countries. So. I hope that, of course, Sasaka Peace Foundations, you know, ready to to work with ASEAN countries, and then the, we, as much as many as possible, you know, if we can have a network,、mm. then you know, wider is better. So I really hope that if you can introduce many people, then that is really great to discuss together.、Oh, yes. Then we can change, the, you know. More peaceful society, so to the、yeah. peaceful society. So I really hope that、uh, we can continue to, you know, work together. Yes, thank you. Definitely, yeah. Well, I'm absolutely convinced. I'm sending an email to Sasakawa Peace Foundation <laughs> right after this evening <laughs> dinner. Yeah, thank you very oh, much. Oh, but you have to tell us what the email address is. How do we reach Sasakawa Peace Foundation? Ah,、uh, yes. My name is Akiko Horiba. So that my family name is Horiba H O R I B A、mm-hmm. at Mark Sasagapis Foundation. So S P F dot org. I mean dot O R dot J P. Sorry. <laughs> so Horiba at Mark S P F dot O R dot J P. There you go. All of the young yeah, men yes, and yes. women, women. <laughs> who are listening、yes. to us and who have a dream of becoming politically engaged,、yes. please yes. get in touch with Akikusan <laughs> at the Sakawa Peace Foundation. Right. <laughs> so、yes. you know what? We're getting on.、Uh, we're going over time. It's always like this, Doctor. Always, <laughs> always. Oh, it's time to go. But yes, it's really good. I would like to say that even though. It was not so positive with what happened in Japan. Not at all.、Like、not positive at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try to be, you know, but there is room to push for this. Yeah. And with what's happening with climate change, food and water security, yes, the role of women is going to be even more important. They're not、That's、just、right. mothers; they are the ones who worry about this. Yeah, yeah. While men jostle for ego, power, and position. So there's a lot we can talk about. And we、mm-hmm. have to do this. So, but、uh, to our listeners, thank you for staying on with us. Amina, over to you. 
to say ta-ta to everyone. Thank you to Akiko-san for joining us on this episode. And I'd really like to end by quoting Akiko. Because I think what you said is absolutely true. Whether you're in Japan, Malaysia, Philippines, Myanmar, Patani. And she said, we need a system in which all motivated women, that's you and me, Dina, whether or not they belong to a party can come forward. Mm-hmm. And the coming forward is, is mm-hmm. what is important, yes. as Akiko has said. So thank you so much, Akiko-san, for thank you very joining much. us. And I hope everyone who listened to this episode will be encouraged, whether they be young men or young women, old men and old women, to come forward and let us listen to to your voice. So this is Amina Rasul thanking you from Manila. Tina, shall we ask Akikosan to give some words of encouragement before we say goodbye? last few words to say? Well, thank you very much. I really hope that the Japan and then the all Southeast Asia countries you know, yeah. increase more women's politicians in very few years <laughs> and then we can change the society much better. Yeah, Thank you very much. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> all right. Inshallah. Thank you so more power to you, Akiko. Okay, bye, listeners. See you next week. See you next week. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.